Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, church. If you will, turn with me in your life's owner's manual, your basic instruction before leaving the earth. Turn with me to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel according to Luke. We will be in, or we are in, the 15th chapter of Luke. And this morning we want to begin our text with the 11th verse. That is Luke 15, beginning with verse 11. Let us rise, this is our custom. as recorded in the New International Version, reads as follows. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. For he ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. 
Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and found. So they began to celebrate. You may be seated. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this, a learning moment. Clear all of our hearts, our minds, and our souls this morning, Lord, that we would receive the message that only you could send. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Amen. 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 The prodigal son. This evening, my brothers and my sisters, I'd like to meditate with you upon the thought, upon the theme. Come on back home. The prodigal son. Prodigal. The original Greek word means waster, the prodigal son, the waster son. Jesus uses this story to illustrate, to show us, among other things, how we can be restored to right relationship with God. The story certainly applies to those who are not Christians by showing how to have a right relationship with God. But, my brothers and my sisters, this parable also applies to Christians whose relationship with God is not quite what it should be. Either way, the story shows us that, that we too can come on back home. The story, this particular story this morning, the prodigal son, is a story, is an analogy of our Heavenly Father's relationship with his children. And I'm going to even venture to say that the story is an analogy of our Heavenly Father's relationship with his sons. With his sons. The father, the father, the father in this parable represents God, while the two sons represent the people. The younger son is the man who has left his right relationship with God. The older son is the man who has stood steadfast, steadfast 
unmovable in his relationship with God. This morning, we're not going to deal with the elder son, but we're going to deal with the younger son and this father. Verse 12, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my portion of goods that falleth to me. Give me my portion that falleth to me. In, in, in our text this morning, the younger son has made a decision. The younger son has made a conscious decision to break the rules. He wanted his inheritance and he wanted it now. You see, he had plans. He had big plans. And, and, and I can imagine that he wanted to live his life and to live his life to the fullest. He wanted to have some fun. He didn't want to be at his father's house. I can imagine Brother Don, I can imagine his father saying, Son, if you're going to live in my house, if you're going to live under my roof, you will follow my rules. Anyone ever been there? <laughs> I can imagine that the son, I can imagine the son thinking, huh, I'm not staying here. I can imagine the son thinking, huh, I don't have to follow those rules. I can imagine the son thinking, I'm tired of getting up early to tend to this flock. I can imagine the son just wanted to do his own thing. I can imagine the younger son sitting around trying to figure out how can I get out of this house? How can I get away from this man? How can I? How can I? How can I? And my brothers and my sisters this morning, I can imagine all of a sudden the light bulb went off in his head when he thought, I got it. I'll ask dad for my portion of the inheritance. Imagine with me this morning the younger son pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth in his room, trying to figure out How was he going to get his father's house? How was he going to figure out how to get out of his father's house and live his life to the fullest, at least by his definition of what it meant to live his life to the fullest? We hear that term quite a bit today. 
This young man was rebelling. He was rebelling against his father, and he was rebelling against everything his father stood for. As soon, ah, thank you, Jesus, as the youngest son, you see, he was only entitled to one-third of the inheritance money, but that did not make any difference to this young fella. It didn't matter because he wanted that money. It didn't matter because he wanted it now so that he could go out into the world and make a name for himself so that he could go out into the world and all of those things that he wanted to do, he could then do. Not what his father was training him to do. Just like just like I can imagine the son going just like I can imagine the son going through the paces to get what he wanted. I can imagine us rebelling against God, doing whatever we need to do to get whatever it is that we want and ultimately breaking our right relationship with God. The word goes on to tell us how the younger son went or to further rebel against his father. It tells us in verse 13, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living wasted his inheritance, wilding out, wasted his inheritance with hoochie daddy shorts, wasted his inheritance making it rain, wasted wasted his substance with riotous living. 
How, 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 how can a person, how can a man fall down from a right relationship with God? Or end up in broken relationship with God? Just like that younger son broke his relationship with his father, we break our relationship with our father in the same manner through rebellion, trying to be so independent, sometimes trying to be something we're not. Just like that younger son took all that he had, had all that he had been given, his inheritance, and squandered it. I, 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 I can imagine that some of us, I can imagine some of us, with that same attitude and mindset, doing the exact same thing, rebelling, trying to be independent, having that I-can-do-it-all-myself attitude, having that I don't need anybody else mindset. I want to have a good time. Or having that, I'm going to get mine thinking. Or the, that's not my, my responsibility mentality. Or I'm not doing that. Or I'm not listening to that preacher. He's a man. Just like I'm a man, he puts his pants on. Just like I do. One leg at a time. I'm not giving my money to that church for that preacher man to be getting fed off of me. I'm the man. That woman is supposed to obey me. She better get my dinner ready. Those aren't my children. I don't know why that girl's coming after me. I'll fix her. I'm not going to work. Let's see the court get money from me then. That baby ain't mine anyway. That white man always trying to bring a brother down. I can smoke all the weed I want. Yeah, one drink won't hurt anything. What's the big deal? No one will know if I hit that crack or shoot that heroin or snort those pills. I don't need to go to school. It's a waste of time. Education. That ain't going to do me a bit of good these days. Rebellion. Rebellion. Verse 14 tells us, And when he had spent all, 
There arose a mighty famine in that land. And, and he began to be in want. Verse 15 goes on to say, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. My brothers and my sisters, why? Why didn't the younger son go back to his father after he wasted everything? I mean, he had no money. He had no food. He had nowhere to lay his head. I can only imagine that he did not go back to his father's right away because of two things, pride and shame. You see, rebellion ultimately always causes shame. Pride causes the rebellion, which in turn causes the shame. The word says that he took his journey into a far country, and when he had spent everything that he had, he began to be in want, and he joined himself to a citizen of that country. Why, beloved, do you think the younger son joined himself to a citizen of a far country, a place where he was unknown, a place where his family was unknown? I can only imagine, I can imagine he didn't want anyone that knew him, that knew his family, that knew his background, that knew him growing up, that knew about his upbringing, he did not want them to see him doing his thing. He did not want anyone else to know the levels, to know the depths of how deeply he had fallen. He didn't want them to know just like that younger son went away from his, from his family, we too, us, we too, sometimes go and journey into a far country only for us that far country just might be from West Philly to Germantown. Germantown to Winfield, Winfield to South Philly, South Philly to Northeast, or maybe, just maybe, it's from Philly to California, California to New York, or Philly to Atlanta, Philly to Miami, wherever it is. Whatever it is, our riotous living can and usually will cause us shame. 
But not only, my brothers and my sisters, not only did the younger son blow it all, he then tried to fix the problem himself. Verse 15 says, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. What does that mean? It means he hired himself out. He went to work for someone else. He became a servant, which suggests to me that he was of a higher social status, a higher socioeconomic status than where he currently found himself in the depths of despair, hungry and broken. How many of us do that? We try to fix the problem. We try to do it by ourselves after we've screwed it up to begin with. By now, my brothers and my sisters, in our story, it looks like there may be no hope for the sun, just like by now it may look like there may be no hope for us, it looks like, but look at what happens in verse 17. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? and I perish with hunger. I will rise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he rose and went to his father. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. That, my brothers and my sisters, is repentance. After the sun party like it was the end of the world, after he hung out with his boys, after he had all the pretty women he could find, after he smoked all the weed he could get his hands on, after he stopped going to temple, after he snorted all the pills he could possibly snort, after he shot all the heroin that he could possibly shoot, after he drank all of the liquor, ever distilled after he realized that his life had fallen apart around him after he realized that he had been reduced to nothing after he realized that all he had been doing still had not 
filled that empty void in his life after he realized that he was just sick and tired, fed up with the way things were going, fed up with how the system worked, fed up with being oppressed and suppressed, fed up with not having a voice, fed up with systemic and institutionalized hatred. He returned to his father and he repented. He realized <coughs> he realized that he could no longer do it by himself. He realized that he could not fix what he had messed up. He finally took off the rose-colored glasses and he opened his eyes. He even said, this is ridiculous. Why am I here? I don't have to be here. Even my father's servants have food to spare. Even life Even life, as one of his father's slave servants had, was better than the so-called freedom that he so desperately wanted and was experiencing. Just like the father allowed the son to leave to do his own thing, you see, God also allows us to go through what it is that we go through. God allows it. Even if it's not good for us. Even, even if it's not what he has in store for us. God allows it. You see, sometimes, 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 just sometimes, it takes us going through just to appreciate what we already had and to come on home. But, my brothers, we have to admit, but, my sisters, we have to admit that we go through or we're going through because of our own choices. Just like the son went through because he chose riotous living. He chose to go and party. He chose to lie. He chose to live what he thought was his best life. He chose to waste all of, his, all of his money on hookahs and vacations and designer sneakers and designer purses and designer clothing. He chose to live high on the hog. He chose to be deceived. He chose to believe the lies of the devil. But he chose. But... This morning, my brothers and sisters, he didn't stay in that state. 
And just like he didn't stay in that state, he didn't stay in that mess, you and I don't have to stay in our mess. Whatever mess we find ourselves in. This young fellow admitted his life was in a mess. He admitted he had made bad choices. Some people some people admit the mess their life is in. They admit that the mess is even their own fault, but they never do anything about it. Some people even say, I need to get my life together. I need to get my life right with God. But they never, never, never actually come on home to God. They are willing willing to walk through life in their own current state of mess, in the current state of despair, in the current state of confusion, in the current state of chaos, in the current state of pain, in the current state of emptiness, in the current state of loneliness, in the current state of hopelessness. Not only did the younger son realize that his life was a mess, but he also had a plan. He had a plan to get right with his father and to go back home. Beloved, what's your plan? Beloved, what's your plan this morning so that you can come on back home? What is your plan? You see, not only did he make a plan, but he actually took the necessary steps to get his life right so that he could go back home. My brothers and my sisters, what steps are you taking so that you too can come back home? He didn't stay where he was. He didn't write a letter asking for more money. He didn't complain to those around him about his life. He didn't put his head in his hand and cry, woe is me. He didn't borrow from those he knew, knowing he couldn't pay them back anyway. He didn't continue down the road he was on. He didn't continue with hot girl summers while wearing hoochie daddy shorts. He didn't continue down the path he had already chosen to take. He returned. He returned. He returned to his father. He returned to his father with a repentant and a humble heart. He knew. He knew that his father could not bless him where he was. He knew. This reminds me of the saying that was popular a few years ago, God ain't going to bless no mess. We have to repent. 
We have to let go of whatever life we think we're holding on to and just repent. It's recorded in the Word that the Lord said if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. You see, some people simply want God to bless them where they are. And he will. But to be restored, to have a restored relationship with God, you must leave the old stuff behind. Come on, my brothers and my sisters. Come on and return to God. You see, the adversary is out here filling people's minds with lies. He's telling you it's okay to hang out all night at the bar. It's okay to sleep around. It's okay not to take care of your children. It's okay to smoke all the dope you can. It's okay not to bring your tithes and offerings to church. It's okay not to go to Bible study. It's okay not to go to Sunday school. It's okay to abuse your spouse. Abuse your spouse. It's okay to sell drugs to everyone who will buy them. It's okay to roll back the people's rights. It's okay to get rid of social safety nets that protect our seniors and those in need. It's okay. Oh, hallelujah. To go around shooting and killing the very folks you are charged with protecting and serving. That's what Satan would have us to believe. That it's okay. Too many of us out here today have bought into that Satan theology, that Satan mindset, that it's okay. You see, he's trying. He's trying to keep them from coming to some sense by convincing them that the life they're living isn't really all that bad. But if they're honest, if I'm honest, if you're honest with yourself, if I'm honest with myself, well, we must realize that the direction in which we are heading will only lead to destruction and death. And that's not what God intended for our lives. It isn't. That's not what God intended for our lives. The word says to resist the devil and he will flee. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, tell old Satan, get thee behind so you can come on back home. Jesus said to tell old Satan, I'm shaking you off so I can go back home. Jesus said to tell old Satan, I'm asking, aha, I'm coming back, aha, I'm coming back to get the things you stole from me so I can go back home. Jesus said to tell old Satan, move over, Satan, you're under me, Satan, I'm going, blow back 
home. Jesus said to tell old Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, I'm taking back my family. By the blood of the Lamb, I'm taking back my inheritance. By the blood of the Lamb, I'm taking back my finances. By the blood of the Lamb, I'm taking back my blessings. By the blood of the Lamb, I'm taking back my health. By the blood of the Lamb, I'm taking back my life. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, tell old Satan, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus the Christ. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus the Christ because God is my father and I'm going back home because if God before us, who can be against us? I'm going back home. Finally, my brothers and my sisters, finally. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, my brothers and my sisters, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Finally. Finally. Oh, thank you, Lord. Remembering that the Father in this story represents God. Let's take our focus off the sun and look at the last thing we see in this morning's text. The last point we see in the text is restoration. Look at what the word says in verse 22. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry for my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry i can imagine my brothers and my sisters i can imagine this father his heart was broken and when he son when when his son left every day while he was gone the father thought of this son the father wondered where he was. He wondered what he was doing. Each afternoon about sundown, I can imagine this father walking to the edge of the, of the property, standing at the stone fence and looking down the road, looking down the road. And I had taken his son away. I can imagine him looking. I can imagine him longing. I can imagine him hoping. I can imagine him hoping that one day, one day, one day that his son would return. I can imagine that one day the father sees a bent over figure dragging along the road, broken, downtrodden, heavy laden, head hung low and thinking, no, 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 that can't be my son. He's always had a spring in his step. He always held his head up high. This can't be my son. 
He's dressed in rags. Look at him. This can't be my son. My son always dressed in fine clothes. I can imagine that he continued to look. I can imagine the father realized that this was indeed his son. I can imagine him jumping that stone fence. I can imagine him sprinting all the way to his son. Look! Verse 20 tells us, but when he was still great, a great way off, his father saw him. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Hallelujah! God, through Jesus, does the same thing for us. Hallelujah! When, hallelujah, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He does the same thing for us, my brothers and my sisters. He does the same thing for us. When we decide we have finally had enough, when we decide there's got to be a better way. When we decide that we can't do it by ourselves, when we decide that we're, we've did it our way long enough, now let's do it God's way. When we decide enough is enough and we, we return to our Father with a repentant heart, God the Father through Jesus the Christ accepts us just as we are. God the Father through Jesus the Christ accepts us just as we are. You see, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came that we might have life and to have life more abundantly. You too, my brother. You too, my sister. Can come on back home. You see, Jesus came that we might be the head and not the tail. You too can come on back home. Jesus came to make you the lender and not the borrower. You too can come on back home. Jesus came to make our enemies our footstools. You see, you too can come back home. Jesus came that you might be blessed when you go out and you might be blessed when you come in. You see, you too can go back home. Jesus came. Oh, thank you. Jesus came that our enemies might flee before us seven ways even though they only approach us one way for you too can come back home Jesus said I am the way Jesus said I am the truth Jesus said I am the light hallelujah Jesus said no man comes to the father but through me you see you too my brothers you see you too my sisters can come back home my brothers and my sisters in whatever condition you find yourselves this morning you too can come back home you too can come back home hallelujah no man comes to the father except through me said Jesus the Christ whatever condition you find yourselves in this morning you too 
can come back home. Amen.